2: Hello there and welcome to episode twenty-five of the AI Comic Pod. Uh you are being guided through the wonderful world of the Walking Dead seasons four to six by your favourite dynamic duo. I am of course Stu, and with me is Rory. How's it going?
3: Very well made. It's nice to be back finally.
2: It is, it's been a it's been a month. For for one reason or another, we just keep making people wait because we're horrible like that. Now Rory is, of course, the Robin to my Batman. So that makes our guest this evening Batgirl. And that would be the <laughs> lovely Marco Lopez. How's it going, Mr. Lopez?
3: <laughs> what the I hell? was going to go Alfred. <laughs> I was going to go Alfred oh. then, but it didn't
2: it didn't work. No, Batgirl's yeah. way funnier.
4: How, how exactly am I supposed to respond to that? Actually, I... wait, wait. Okay, hold on. I've, I've got a better idea. Okay. Oh. You can be Rick Grimes. Rory can be Carl Grimes. Fucking and I'll be Carol. Carl. I'll, uh, hold on a second. Carl's a <laughs> badass. And I'll, I'll be Carol because, like, she is... If you're going to make me a girl, at least make me Carol because then Carol's, like, a proper badass. She, like, that, tears things up she, pretty She fair. is a badass. I also yeah, like the fact where Rory's Carl. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you are Rick, though. You are Rick. Rick is... Oh, he's so irritating, Rick. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> so am I. I'm really fucking annoying. <laughs> I have heard me talk. I have been around me
4: for 35 years. I'm well aware of this. That
3: that's probably the you most honest thing you've ever said on this podcast.
4: Rory, the alternative is you could be Michonne, but I think that would be weird.
3: Yeah. It would be a bit weird
2: because then we've
4: had coital exploits. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, there we go. Yeah, right, we go. Save, Do you know what? save it for the AI move Christmas move day. Past this.
2: Yeah. Moving swiftly on away from me We're and Rory move and awkward coitus. We'll, uh, we're going to jump straight into the, the classic, n- near-infamous AI comic pod quiz, because Marco hasn't actually had one.
3: <sighs> He's not. So you, how many... Because I get this wrong. So is this your fourth or third,
4: fourth part with us? Uh, 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 one Walking Dead, one Batman versus Superman, one Suicide Squad. Yeah, this is number four. four. You see you see how much I care That's, about you guys? I even actually, remember...
3: Actually, isn't there a... It was a two Batman versus were you on the preview as well or
4: you just Yes on... he was. So on the preview. Is... Yeah,
2: you were on the preview as well cuz we we always try and get people on the review that are, that are on the preview. I don't know so... if he
4: was. I can't even remember. I, think, Jesus. I I don't think I was. But 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 I'll take it with I'll take you, with. Okay,
3: whatever. We we can look it up. Anyway, so you've been on a few shows without having a quiz. Um which is scandalous, you know. It's 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 unheard of really. So uh, we're going to go straight into it. Um, just a disclaimer, because Marco's already been crying like a little <laughs> whiny girl about this. Like there are a lot girl. of episodes. <laughs> There's a lot of material. It's it's difficult when you're talking a TV series quiz. We've mentioned that in the past. So you know we'll we'll take his answers with a, a pinch of salt. <laughs> yeah. Question one. Uh, who yeah. is Garris talking to when he says, if it makes you feel any better, you taste much better than we thought you would?
4: Bob stookie
2: Oh, you got the surname as well? Got the Smart surname. Ass. You still only got one point. <laughs> the, only the, one the point. An, really? The answer that we were accepting was Bob. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just, cool. Just Bob.
3: Just right. Bob. Um, what is the name of Eastman's goat?
4: Tabitha? Oh, it is.
2: Congratulations, yeah. you've already beaten Gags.
3: Yay! <laughs> that was the main
2: aim, really. You are now so left. I go, go now.
3: <laughs> right, question three. Uh, what drink does Daryl refuse to let Beth have um, as her first taste of alcohol?
4: Some nasty peach snaps.
3: <laughs> See, I told you you'd ace this. Don't start it. <laughs> I you knew was, you would. You've you literally nailed. watched... All of this and You've read now all these comics. Gag's second
2: appearance and you're now level with Kalon and with Rory. And <laughs> Joe. God,
3: should I just should i shall make this extremely hard now? Right. Yeah, go go um, to the
2: backup questions. The ones filed under B for Bastard. Uh, <laughs> I
3: haven't I haven't got B for Bastard. He's gonna get all of these now. These get quite easy. Yeah. Um which country does Dr. Jenner claim may have a cure? Uh
4: France. It is? Four for four. Okay. <laughs> That was he... that was a bit of a guess, admittedly. Question
3: five: What is the name of Herschel's horse?
4: Shit! Uh, no, it's not Patton. No, it's not <laughs> shit the horse. It's not, it's not <laughs> Um, no, nah, I can't remember. Oh, I thought you were going to uh, get
3: that. I saw you were going to get it as well. Um, it was it was Nellie or Nervous Nelly.
4: Ah, uh, I remember that now, but not. Yeah, too late.
3: Four, four is your score, but we will give you the bonus and just see how you fare. This is quite a tricky one. Um, how many severed heads does the governor keep in his tanks? Like his fish tanks. Uh, Wild Gears 13. It's 24. <laughs> but yeah, I tell you, bonuses are tough. I think only... Is it—is—is is Zach out, out in yeah, 6 Zach, for
2: 6? Zach is still the only person to get top marks.
3: Yeah, but four is... Stella four is level
2: good. with me I'm, I'm, and
3: chris i 'm pleased four That's is good. a respectable gentleman 's <laughs> score it 's a very good score it 's it's, it's a very good score if it 's any translation, so, I would have got
2: one out of five because I could only remember t- uh, that it was Bob that he was talking to the rest of them were straight over my head i
3: think i I took these off the, off like a, you know the quizzes online and and various places but i think i got i think I got three, but um I struggled with the goat. And and the horse name as well didn't come to mind straight away. So,
4: yeah.
3: That was right. sort of way back in season two. So, yeah, we're going way back for that one. So, yeah, yeah tough.
2: It's been on a lot longer than you think it has, hasn't it? it yeah. Hasn't when been did
3: been... it air first? Was it 2012 or? Shit, 2009. Really? Yeah, cause yeah, it's one a I year, think. isn't it? No, oh, of yeah. course it is. And Jesus a, Christ, that's and a long time back.
2: We're coming on for its yeah. seventh year, aren't we? Now it's it's crazy. It feels like it's been going for about what three years or something. But you I suppose it. when you look
3: at my split persona and Carl, he was a kid, wasn't he, back in the day?
2: Yeah. So. Yep. yep. And exactly. that everyone's that everyone's aged a lot. I mean you look at Well I mind like, you know most of the other kids are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I was I was thinking about two of the kids that were going uh, were going to mention here, but yeah, they're dead now, so never mind.
3: <laughs> never mind. Most of them, if in doubt, they've died. Yes, yeah, it's usually me. The Walking Dead. It, if they the, weren't, if they weren't a particular favourite, they've probably copped to it at one stage. It's the
2: Game of Thrones you know. approach, isn't it? If you're not sure if anyone's alive, they're probably dead.
3: It's, it's pretty true, man. If yeah. you've not seen someone for a season, generally speaking, they're dead. I, it's not necessarily the case in, in Game of Thrones. They can come back after.
2: Well, yeah, because you've got Gendry years. off in a rowboat for like three years or something, then he's going to yeah. come back. Yeah, Rickon,
3: Rickon came back after being away for at least two seasons, um, for about mm. 10 minutes. Oh, well, like um, This
2: can morph into me next on the box, uh, Game of Thrones pop, nice, so got to plan that Nice. Nice.
3: Um, right. Let's actually get started. Stu's got. Uh, a yeah. mild agenda for us, so we can get going.
2: Yeah, it's very mild. It's like a sort of a corm. It's like a chicken corm. A sort of mild, <laughs> really no no heat to it whatsoever. Um, just thought it'd be it'd be a good idea because season four was a good few years ago. To just have a quick recap as to what's happened because I actually had to have a refresher today. I would love to have gone back and watched the six seasons, but it's just physically impossible when you watch as much TV as I do to fit in six whole seasons. So at the end of season three, um, there was all the shit that kicked off at Woodbury, wasn't there? So start of season four, the survivors from Woodbury, um, after the fall of the governor, have all been brought into the prison. Rick started losing his marbles a little bit, so he sort of stepped down as leader of the group and they're trying to be a little bit more autonomous. And the major thing that's happening to the rest of the group is the flu has broken out or there's some kind of a flu-like virus going round. And everyone, of course, that is getting sick is then dying and reanimating. So they start having to segregate everyone that's ill into a separate wing. And shock horror, Glenn gets ill. So everyone starts getting worried because over the first couple of seasons, Glenn was a bit of a prick, wasn't he? wasn't that great. And then just as he starts getting really badass and really hardcore, you think that he's got to be one of the ones that snuffs it you've then got the doctor who actually does die, which is a bit harsh. Then the governor has reappeared and he's changed his name and he, he gets sort of adopted by Tara and her sister Lily. And they're really struggling, aren't they? They're living out in the wild and they're not doing great. And the governor has got a lot more street smarts and he manages to, to weasel his way in and convince them that he's not an absolute bastard. Um, he he helps them out and he helps them survive and he shows them where they're going wrong but eventually they stumble onto a camp run by Martinez who used to be his his deputy and of course the governor can't suppress the inner psycho for too long so he kills uh, Martinez he kills his his lieutenant takes over the camp but in doing so Lily's daughter Megan who the governor has sort of, he's taken a bit of a shine into because it reminds him of his own daughter, apart from the fact that she's not dead, then gets killed by one of the walkers. The governor, or going back, I forget what his bloody name, he starts calling himself, he takes all the ammunition from this new camp, including a fucking tank, and he goes to the prison, doesn't he? And he, he he's determined that he's going to kick them out. Rick tries and begs and pleads with him. I watched this scene before, and it's, a, it's one of my favourite scenes of this season, where he's pleading with him, saying everyone who's alive now can stay alive. Nobody else has to die. You know, we, we've gone through so much. Why can't we just let it be? And then Lily walks in, carrying her daughter's body, and as soon as the governor sees that, he just loses his shit. In the meantime, they've caught Herschel and Michonne, and he's holding them captive. And as Rick finishes this wonderful speech, Herschel's got a really big smile on his face and he thinks that he's convinced the governor. And then I think his exact words are, he says something like, liar. And then he he pulls back Michonne's sword and of course he beheads Herschel. Beth and Maggie have to watch their dad die and then all shit breaks loose. The prison, the walls get broken down. The walkers overrun the place and the whole of Rick's group gets splintered they all run off in, in separate directions. And the the final thing of the season, obviously we're only doing a quick overview, we will delve into it, the, re- the, the group all starts arriving, uh, starts seeing signs for Terminus, and they all sort of start thinking, well, hang on, the, the logical thing for the others to do is they'll all go there as well. But when they arrive there, it looks really nice. But then Rick spots that some of the people are using some of um, Glenn and Maggie's possessions. And so they realise that something's not quite right. But just before they went in, Rick has a bit of a uh, lightbulb moment, and he leaves a stash of weapons outside the grounds because he just senses that it's a little bit too good to be true. But then they get caught, they get cornered, they get thrown into one of the rail cars, And, of course, who's in there? Glenn, Maggie, Sasha, Bob, Abraham, Eugene, Rosita. So they're all finally reunited, but just as they're about to fucking die. So quick, five minute quick. recap. That was quick.
3: That was quick. That's the most you've ever spoken without stopping. That's quite impressive for you.
2: Well, with some <laughs> creative editing, you can put me wheezing if you want in there or coughing. <laughs> I don't know. Depends who's editing.
3: It'd be so, Nina, the lovely Nina. Thank you. I've, thanks, um, Nina. So yeah, that's that's it. Was great. It was it was a mixed season, wasn't it? Let's be honest.
2: I thought it was pretty consistent. I think it. it the seasons. I think the first be. few
3: episodes are the ones that dragged a little bit, and then it picked up as it tends to do.
2: It, it generally does, though, doesn't it? They they generally start. One thing I noted down was, at the end of the season, it, it seems like they've almost for, for a couple of seasons they stumble onto a formula of something happens, there's this big hardship, but then they find their way to somewhere and it looks okay, and then shit goes down. So. First, it's the prison. I, I think
3: that's what people have issues with a little bit at times with it, because it very much is a, a similar played out story. Um, yeah,
2: because they, they, they know, had the prison and they had... The prison poetry. was the
3: same, discovering the prison right at the end and then... And then um, Terminus. Terminus,
2: so, exactly. So three seasons on the run, you've got, oh no, everything's horrible, but oh look, there's a place we can go to. I hope everything's okay. Wah, wah.
3: <laughs> and that's it, man. <laughs> I think that's why people have started to... <clears throat> I think they needed, you know, we, we're going to come on to it and stuff, but I think they needed something to, to change in, in that kind of repeated approach. Because I think up until, probably up until this point, um, and people debate season two, and I can't really remember what we said about about the farm in season two, because it's going way back. But um, the first three seasons... Yeah, I think so. I think the first three seasons play out extremely well and then maybe the writers start to struggle a little bit you know it it did feel a little bit of a more of a repeat of what gone before um you know especially with the governor for me in this this series
4: yeah
2: okay Marco I think you should probably school us now I've got me (laughs) pen and pencil ready
4: all right well um I think I think a few important things about season four to understand is there's a lot of controversy behind the season because uh First of all, for, in, for all intents and purposes, the finale of season three, a lot of people see it as a cop out because, if you look at what, particularly if you look at the source material, and and again, it's not to say that the TV show has to be the same as the source material, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot that uh, was left to be desired in in respect of the the ending of season three, and the big controversy is suggestion is that the prison set cost a lot of money. AMC wanted it milked. So that's why you saw it milked, uh, for at least another good six episodes in, in, in season four. Now, I'm not saying the flu arc was, uh, a stupid one. In fact, I think it was quite an interesting one given, given the situation, because I think, you know, where, an outbreak of anything would be quite a difficult thing to handle in, in, in a zombie apocalypse. But, uh, and it's I realistic guess big, as well,
2: isn't it? Because if you've got yeah, that yeah. many people living in such close quarters, these things are going to happen. So it's far more realistic than look we've been living together for months and nobody's ever got sick.
4: Totally agree. I think, I think the issue once again is pacing because I think the, 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 the challenge strategically with the, with the season for me is, is just how quickly certain things moved. Uh, so, so I, I guess, I guess, you know, you can sort of look at that controversy. However, for, for what it did, those five episodes in particular that that opened up, um, they did a lot of important things with people like Herschel. Uh, Herschel's character came out really well. Um, there's a lo- lovely monologue I think he gives in episode three, where he sort of talks a lot about uh, to, to Rick and Maggie about you know choosing what to risk your life for because fundamentally you're risking your life everywhere. And and, and that was quite a powerful sort of monologue, which which defined a lot of where Herschel had ended up. Um, but also little things that they did. Um, one of the things that I love about season four – is what they did with the arc with the kids, uh, Lizzie and Mika. Now, spoiler yeah. for those who – look, um, just quickly. If you you've mind, not seen uh, it by
3: now, Jesus Christ, yeah. you're never going to watch just,
4: it. Just just quickly, uh, d- can I spoil the comics or not really? Um, yeah. Yeah, fuck okay. it. Okay. All right. So <laughs> l- l- let's put it this I'll, – I'll be gentle. It's, it's a little
3: boy, isn't it, in the comics?
4: It's it, what, what 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 the TV show did with this particular tangent of um, uh, you know the kids and, and and the fact that Lizzie is clearly just just not on the same page with everybody about about the zombies. The TV show does magnificently. It's 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 almost obscure in the comics. It just suddenly happens. Um, there's an important arc that they that that they use the incident in the comics to develop a, a the character who does in fact kill. The, uh, the, 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 the child who, um, eventually is, is obviously not seeing the zombies the right way. But the point is, the way that, the, the way that they built us up with Lizzie is, is, remarkable. And the thing is, those five episodes leave a lot of hints around, you know, what's obviously upcoming. And, and there's some wonderful, um, there's some wonderful stuff that they do there. I also love the way that they, they give little hints around the, the growing relationship between Michonne and Carl. Which is something you you especially start to appreciate as the guys arrive into Alexandria in season five as well. So that's good. But I think also the big thing is what this season does with Carol is so awesome. Yeah. It's really powerful when you consider that by now uh, Carol is dead in the comics and she dies a very uh, uh, pointless death in in the comics. Uh, Carol in the TV show is is freaking amazing, and 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 it's 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 a testament to how how well the characters sort of lasted. Two other things, uh, a couple of other things with season four. Um, there's obviously the two episodes, uh, live bait, dead weight, which is episode six and seven, with obviously going to the governor's backstory. There's a positive here and a negative here. I feel the negative for me is it feels like those two episodes just suddenly come out out of the the water to just sort of slow things down. And I think well, what 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 might have made better sense. Sort of as they were planning out the episodes, is to almost have pieces of that interspersed through through the previous five, just so you start seeing pieces of this governor story uh, uh, coinciding and and you know everything sort of slowly builds to 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 the same point. If that makes sense, because because uh, ultimately I don't know if people were that invested in that story because what they basically did. Um, yes, I'm about to confess just how much of a Walking Dead geek I am, but uh, I've actually read. <laughs> Uh, the Rise of the Governor novel which is a, a whole backstory behind the governor um, in comic terms so little known fact for those who haven't read it um, Philip it. Blake Philip Blake is not the governor's real name he, but Philip Blake is a real person that's the only hint I'll give you and what they do is they, they explore a lot of the, the, the journey that the governor takes uh, in that novel and they put it in these two episodes and the way they, they pay homage to it and respect to it is actually very very cool but i think the challenge is it's it, these two episodes feel a little bit not 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 pointless but almost uh, a bit like filler instead of actually being critical to the story um, too far gone the the the, the mid season finale where obviously all hell breaks loose is magnificent the the way that, that there's lots of iconic imagery the governor on the tank the hostages kneeling down um, the character that gets decapitated in the comic book there's a lot of uh, similar images and 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 I think the good the good thing is by the time herschel gets gets the blade you 're invested in him um, yeah. and that 's important because i really uh, you know the, 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 there was a concern for me that because the character who got the blade in the comic book hadn 't really been well introduced yet in in the TV show, I thought people weren 't going to be invested because uh, uh, by that point, you're kind of like feeling it, – it, it's got to be someone you, you, you care about. And Herschel, definitely everyone cared about. Um, and then also there, there's that really powerful image of when Rick and Carl are escaping and, and you see that image of the, of the you know the prison in disarray in, in the background. Really, really powerfully sort of caught from, um, from the comic book. The back half of season four I like because there's, there's some great moments. There's some great episodes. The, the 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 ones where um, you know you sort of got that that camaraderie being built slowly between Rick and Rick Michonne and Carl is really powerful, but then of course, the high point is is the two episodes the the one is the grove and and it's funny because um when when the grove uh, uh, showed up um obviously by the time the back off in season four started, you see all these groups they're splintering up, and i'm pretty sure most people are thinking, okay, this is the boring group because you've got Tyrese, pff, you know three kids Carol. Uh, not really as interesting as, say, Daryl, because Daryl is Daryl. And then, you know, Rick's self-explanatory. The others have Glenn, and, and then there's the, this big truck of a guy called Abraham. You know, all these things are interesting. The Grove took such awesome themes. Um, it, it, there's a lot of, of mice and men references, if, if you guys have read that book. Uh, you yeah. might have studied at school last year.
3: Yeah, time. school, forced to read it at school. yeah.
4: Yeah, really powerful. All the stuff about the flowers and, oh, just really, really, really brilliant episode. And there's, and, and I'm really glad that they chose, uh, uh you know, sort of Carol to, to sort of take up that arc because I think when you look at Carol, especially from then and, and what, to what she's turned, uh, turned into now in season six, it's, it's, it's an incredibly brilliantly Crafted character arc and, and 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 it just shows that 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 even though the guys make some mistakes um i've got big grabs with Tyrese, as i'll talk about later they can get it right they really can get it right to certain characters the other episode i think is a high point is is the last one uh, a um, it ends in a genuine cliffhanger it's really tense there's a lot of intelligent stuff that uh rick and and, and daryl and michonne and carl do um the the way that that episode opens, people forget, um, is, is, is quite a really significant, savage moment because obviously Rick is, is taking a chunk out of Joe's neck to save his kid. But mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's it's a very powerful moment that's also referenced in the comics about what it would take or, or what links you're willing to go to to save someone. And, and, and the funny thing is th- throughout Rick's evolution – Right up until um, sort of patches of season six, I'm just constantly hearkening back to, you know, Rick versus the governor. Just how different are they? And it's only when you finally meet a certain character, which you're soon going to discover I'm going to rave about massively, that you suddenly realize just, number one, uh, Rick and the governor may not be so different. But number two, they are peaches and cream compared to the guy they're about to face. Mm. Um, so, but but yeah, a uh, that that season four ending is just is just absolutely really magic. The one last thing I want to say is is also just the the introduction of Abraham, Eugenia, Rosita. I love Abraham. I love Michael Cudlitz has has nailed it. Um, Abraham is is a one man wrecking crew in the comic. He's a one man wrecking crew in in the TV show, and and he's just he comes across so well uh, in the TV show. He's he's really well cast.
2: Yeah, you, you mentioned that, that was something I actually forgot. Where, uh, you mentioned when Rick bites Joe's throat and rips it out. Cause that's a really horrible scene. Cause the claimers have been around for a couple of episodes, haven't they? They've, they yeah. stumbled upon Daryl and Daryl's kind of hidden in plain sight. He doesn't really want to join them, but he knows that if he tries to escape or tells him he's not interested, they'll just shoot him on the spot. And then it, what, what really pushes Rick over the edge is when it looks like they're actually about to rape Carl. They, yeah. he, he, he looks kind of hopeless, doesn't he? But then he sees the fear in Carl's eyes and he's got nothing else he can do. The only weapon he's got is his teeth. And then that and he, he rip, he bites his throat, doesn't he? And then the guy that's threatening Carl, he rips his windpipe out, doesn't he? he yeah. Ah, oh, it's
4: really, it's, really, a, it's, it's a, really, a very, decent. very savage attack but the thing is you you sort of this is the thing you 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 ask these questions what would you do and uh, in that situation i don't know but hell you know someone threatens my kid not saying i'd be that savage but hell well, <laughs> well yeah that, that's why i like Rick. Uh,
2: f- for all the problems that he has he he's one of the more believable characters yes he's an arsehole. yes he becomes an egomaniac. maniac yes he has you know nervous breakdowns on a biweekly basis but at the end of the day, there are millions of people across the world who in that same situation would do exactly the thing because when your survival instinct kicks in, there is sometimes there is nothing that you wouldn't do to protect yourself and certainly to protect your kid as well.
4: Yeah.
3: I, I think I think with, with Shane gone at this stage, um, and Carol probably not quite develops like they'd hoped. Well, not that they'd hoped, but they'd planned to do. Um, I think Rick was carrying the show necessarily and I think you know it's clever in that sense because you know you, you can feel the burden uh, you know on his shoulders and that's what happens in the start of season four he's yeah he's struggling to ad- adapt to you know life after Laurie even though they had so many problems and, and tries to become a pig farmer if I don't you know remember rightly is <laughs> sure. he wants to have a settled life and um, the prison is the kind of, he's always looking for sanctuary. That's the thing with Rick. He's always looking for a safe place, you know, for his kids. Um, and
2: you can understand it, can't you? Cause
3: at, oh God, s- yeah. at, at
2: some point you must just get exhausted and think it'd be nice to not run. It'd be nice to sit, to sit down and enjoy life. But in doing so the group becomes a little bit soft, don't they? They, they get a little bit too complacent. Was
3: it, was it four or five where they kind of almost start to starve? Was it, I think it was five, Uh, wasn't it? Yeah. uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you, you know, we'll obviously go on to that very shortly, but yeah, you do, it's, it's not an easy life on the road. I mean, it's constant danger. Um, You know, they're always looking for some form of stability and they almost have it. You know, the prison was in theory, you know, made a a great place to, to, it, it was the pay, perfect you know.
2: settlement, wasn't it? Because yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it, it was fortified. It had even they inside had they had safety. They had grounds yeah. that they could grow stuff on. They had lookout towers. They had vehicles. They built the battlements outside with the the jagged sticks. But it raises the question, like like Marco said so many times in the show, it makes you think. Well, what if? What if? What if? What if you were in that situation? Would you ever really be able to put your feet up and think, ah, oh, we're okay now? Because as the no, show well, exactly. has shown, there's always another faction around the corner that wants your stuff. There's always another group that are willing to be the cold blooded killers that maybe you try to not be. So can you ever stop? Can you ever really settle down or or is it is the best thing to do to just keep on moving?
3: I think I mean season three obviously showed it, but um season four as well was it's more about, you know, the dangers from well, this was obviously about illness, you know, as well as... It's
2: a danger with it, you know, isn't the, it, as much as anything?
3: It, yeah, but it's it's the danger of obviously other humans rather than necessarily the walkers. Um, I think people's issue sometimes with it is that, you know, the walkers weren't as big a threat as, as they absolutely are. Do you know what I mean? I suppose they adapted and got used to them, um, but it's it's brought those elements back in and obviously the human threat was the, the key with the governor. And, yeah, the storyline, I, th- I thought Morrissey was was great um as a governor i think like marco into that he's he's nothing in comparison to what's to come um just before we still, uh, just yeah, before yeah. we move on a uh, quick one yeah. about key deaths okay
2: go for v- it. very briefly i'm just going to say it. it's one that marco's already mentioned lizzie Special. for me
3: oh lizzie okay.
2: because, because <laughs> of the way it's done because you've got this kid she, she seems like such a a lovely friendly well-adjusted kid but then you just start getting these little bits, don't you, where you're going, What why is she on the railway tracks? Why is she taunting the walker? And then yeah. it starts to and she still thinks that they're alive, doesn't she? She thinks they've sort they're they're still in there and and she just doesn't understand that they're just these mindless empty husks, that they they don't have anything left. And that the Imagine. way the way they do it when it's look at the look at the flowers, look at the
4: flowers, and you're going, She's yeah. not She's oh, she's, <laughs> dead. she's it's, dead. It's, it's very Of my son, man. The scariest thing about that episode for me, um, and 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 it's also the way they open the episode as well is this image of Lizzie outside, like playing with the walker as if it's yeah. It's, oh man, it's a frightening. I, t- I
3: tell you what about the show and, and people obviously, you know it's it's a it's a loved show. I mean, it's a hugely popular show. Um, always has been, but they do have you know for whatever reason you want to, you can call it about, you talked about those filler episodes before, but they make yeah. the show their way. I, you know, the thing about the, the, sh- the showrunners is that they make it and they don't just take audience feelings and, and, and run with those ideas. They don't just make it, you know, walkers constantly, you know, it, it, they could make it constantly about action and constantly about fear and, and death and everything else. But yeah. obviously you have to introduce the story arcs to keep you interested um and, and episodes like, laugh, like The it? Grove. Episodes like The Grove. No, exactly, it wouldn't last, but episodes like The Grove are just that is like really high quality T V making. Uh, it's really high caliber, you know, script writing. Um just to to just go off completely, you know, from the story as it as it would be as it's progressing and and do something that bold, which as Marco said does exist in the comics but nowhere near the same intensity they brought it to, to life in the television show
4: very so. a very quick point to support that is uh, episode 12 still is one of my favorites as well even though like a lot of people think oh you know Beth's boring but that that episode when when beth and daryl are sort of explored for a whole a whole episode it's it's interesting because of daryl because that episode is a lot more about daryl yeah. than it is about beth and it's the first and time
2: it, they properly fleshed them out isn't it as a, yeah. a, a, a all, all you've ever really heard about is the the sort of redneck side of Daryl that when he was with Merle and You've never really delved into why he is the way he is, why he is such a hard-ass, why he is so, so sheltered with a lot of people and why he, he seems to be the, the perennial loner.
4: Exactly.
3: Daryl like Carol um, and I wasn't meaning to rhyme, but those two, if you go back to what their original characters were like, are just so, so worlds apart of where they've taken them. and And that's what Marco's Right, and saying before that, you know, they have developed certain characters extremely well. I mean, you can talk about Rick's journey, and God, it's been a an turbulent one. But you know, Carol's journey is is incredible as as an actress, and you know, she's really gone to levels that I I didn't get the impression she could go to. Um, I hated her that, in the first season. Yeah, I yeah, you would. Hated her. Yeah, you would. And Daryl just came off as a squirrel hunting redneck with a crossbow. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. You know, <laughs> when he's, when his brother went missing and, and it was that reaction to it, you didn't think this guy's ever going to be, you could think he'd maybe be loyal because he clearly has that in him, but he's obviously developed and, and Glenn as well. And obviously, you know, uh, Maggie and Herschel and, and everyone else was introduced a little bit later, but, um, you know, there is key developments for all the, the kind of major characters, you know, it's pretty impressive really. Yeah.
2: I think that's a, that's a good note for us to wind up. Uh, season four. We will be moving on to season five now. Couple of sort of talking points from that. If we, if we think back to it. So, uh, we, we leave season four and everyone has been captured. Now everyone's come back together, but they've all been captured in terminus. And then it, it starts becoming apparent that in terminus, they're not just going to be killed. They're going to be killed and eaten. And that's. That's how the, the place has stayed. That's how the, the people have survived, is they lure everyone in with this wonderful promise of safety, and it's it looks so great. but Sanctuary. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. It, it, it's built up as a sanctuary, as a haven for everyone in this horrible new world. But as soon as you arrive, we're going to take everything that we can from you, all your weapons, all your kit. Then we're going to kill you in the pretty gruesome way. We're going to bot you over the head with a baseball bat, slit your throat over what looks like an old pig-feeding trough, and then we're going to eat you, boil you, turn you into people jerky, whatever it is. And it there's there's a, a bit of a gross scene. You, you see the one guy, don't you, on the end who, I didn't realize, it's the penguin from Gotham. Is it? Yeah. I was watching a video before doing a recap. He's in there. And also, in there's a, a villain who's been in the new season of Gotham. And he is one of the wolves who we'll talk about later is. on. But I didn't realise there's a bit in in season four, I think it is, where Rick, Carol, and Carl are in a small little town, and they run into two people, a boy and a girl. Oh yeah. The 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 guy gets lost, and they find the girl being eaten by walkers, and her legs yeah. come off. The guy returns up at terminus, and he's the one that gets killed. And there's that awful sound when he gets hit, and you just hear off the top of his head. And it's I think uh, Robin Robin Lord Thomas or something like that, and it's the guy that plays the penguin in Gotham. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Um, and they they manage to overpower them, don't they? And um, it's mainly aided by the lady that we were just talking about, Carol.
3: Carol she's on a she's on a one woman
2: rampage. That is that is probably that's either my favourite Carol moment or my second favourite Carol moment, where she stood on the hill. And she's just taken everything down and she causes that massive explosion, doesn't she? Blowing up a, a fuel tank. And in amongst all the chaos, everyone's able to to escape. And some of the group get killed, some of the, the Terminus people get killed, but Gareth leads uh, a section of them away. They, they then sort of have their proper introduction with Eugene and uh, Abraham and what have you, and they decide that the safest thing to do is they should all try and get Eugene to Washington, D.C., because there's a cure there. It then turns out that Eugene is a Billy Bullshitter. There is no cure, and he's only said it because he's realized that he, he offers absolutely nothing to anyone. So the only way he can stay alive is by pretending he's got useful information. We also get introduced to Father Gabriel Stokes, who I find to be incredibly annoying. Very, possibly very...
3: possibly the most annoying character in modern television history. Yeah, that's, that's a, as far that's as a, a fair going. shout,
2: because I don't believe that in this world he would have lived. I think he would have been he would have been Walker Fodder <laughs> years ago. Because I just don't believe that he doesn't for a start he's on he his own. He wouldn't have lasted
3: a day. He wouldn't have lasted a day. Probably no
2: not. Chance. Probably not. But he's on his own. He's got no nouse. He's got no no street smarts. He's got no cutting edge. And he seems to be an absolute puss. He's got no fighting ability. So how he's managed to not die of starvation, let alone having his face bitten off, is just beyond me. But they, the, you have a bit of a backstory with him, don't you, about he, he's questioned his faith and he had a bit of a shithouse moment where loads of people wanted to come in his church and he just locked them outside and let them get eaten,
3: which was kind I love, of the, I love funny. that that's a bit of a shithouse moment. Yeah. He's basically slaughtered. You know, tens or hundreds of people. It's just, just shithouse shit
2: house. We'll, well, we'll get that as one of the t-shirts that Gags <laughs> is going to make. Hashtag shithouse moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wear one of them. I'll get a black, black t-shirt that says shit house moment. Um, and then Rick, Rick tries to convince everyone they they want to stay at the at the church, don't they? But um, everyone gets a little bit split up, don't they? Because they, they some of them really want to get. Eugene over to where this cure is. So they split off, don't they? Yeah. Um, Maggie and Glenn. I think Maggie
3: and Glenn go with, don't and they? They? Yeah. they
2: go with. And then it, it, Eugene sort of lets slip that he isn't a scientist. Abraham knocks him out with one punch, which is amazing because I, I didn't like Abraham at first. But then when he well, started, I, I Eugene, think he's great.
4: he I was like, yeah,
2: okay. It's his ginger beard. You can't trust anyone with a ginger beard. (laughs) That's a life lesson. Did your parents not teach you that? Never trust (laughs) anyone with ginger beards. Yeah. Um, (sighs) I've also skipped over a bit. There's uh, Beth gets abducted, doesn't she? And Beth gets taken to the the nearby hospital.
3: Oh, the weird hospital. Yeah. yeah.
2: This was a bit of a... I wasn't 100% convinced by this. This seemed like they'd gone... It was kind of like Mini
3: Woodbury.
1: Do
3: you know what? If you've watched *Fear the Walking*, D- have you watched *Fear the Walking Dead*? Yes. Ugh. Have you? You are you today with it? Yes. Oh, you did. I didn't know you stuck with it. Okay, I, I I've come round to it a little bit. I know. Was, I don't know why I keep watching it, but I, I came round to it in the second half of the second season. Um, yeah. It feels a bit like that. In, in best storyline, those kind of characters and, and acting and style, it does feel a little bit for the walking dead. It's a bit different. It doesn't fit quite in place, I don't think.
2: No, it, it, it's, it's a bit of a, a square peg in a, in a round hole, isn't it? Like you say, it, yeah, it, it feels a little bit away. You've got, well, we're going to stay and fortify the church because we've got kids. Yeah. Well, we're going to get this scientist over to DC. Yeah. But at the same time, there's like a couple of people are doing the hospital thing, but it makes it a little bit more compelling because of who those people are. Because you've got Daryl, because you've got Carol, who ends up in the hospital because she gets run over. And then you've got Noah, who I actually, I liked Noah. I thought Noah, I liked him a lot. he, he yeah. added something a little bit different. He's, again, he seemed quite believable. He he wasn't a 100% settled. He was quite scatty for it. and Because he's, he's a young lad, isn't he? And the, and the the hospitals being run by uh Dawn, the Dawn, it,
3: Officer Dawn. It,
2: yes. it, it, it looks like at first, doesn't it, that the hospital is this really noble thing? But then it become it turns out that it's very much it's almost like a fascist hospital. She's she's only willing to save people's lives as long as they buy into her regime, and her regime is you will serve us, you will do what we say, and we will keep you reasonably safe.
3: Yeah, what was good about it, just uh, good about the hostel, was it, it's in a city again. I thought that was quite nice to reintroduce, you know, a city, because um, yeah, I don't think we'd, we'd seen one since Atlanta. Um, and, you know, other yeah, than, was, other than supply good. runs. That, that's, yeah, that's but the supply runs notice. are often in town, aren't they? They're often, yeah. I think with a big city, it just felt, it felt good, because I, I like the scale of things when they moved to, to that kind of style.
2: And it makes it harder, doesn't it? Because you think when you're out in the fields, if you get set upon by a gang of walkers you've got loads of places to go but as we saw in the first was it the first episode when you've got rick and glenn they're running away from the walkers and they're going down little tiny alleyways and they know they've got to consider every move because one wrong turn and they've hit a brick wall or a fence or something yeah Um, and then you, you have the horrible horrible moment right at the end it looks like everything's being diffused it looks like Rick's Rick's managed to, you know, save the group. Beth's going to be coming out. Carol's going to be coming out. And then Dawn's gun goes off and she shoots Beth. And Beth stabs her. Sorry, no, Beth stabs Dawn.
3: Beth stabs her. And then and one, then, of, one yeah. of her
2: lieutenants shoots Beth. And then Daryl shoots the lieutenant guy. But then that other woman steps up and she's sort of like, right, forget it. Let's just leave it. It was all down to her. So then Even her people, even the police officers that she was with, they didn't fully buy into her plan. They were only doing it because it was either that or get kicked out onto the mean streets again. And again, I think that's quite realistic because, again, you would. If you're in a safe building and someone's telling you to just be a little bit of a dick and a bit horrible, but the alternative is fending for yourself, you probably would go along with it. Because as far as the villains go, she was only a, she was a minor villain, wasn't she? She was by she wasn't governor standards, but she was still a villain. She was a she wasn't the big bad. She was like a little bad at the back. And then the, there's the awful scene when the the rest of the group is at the front of the hospital, and you've got Maggie stood yep. there, and then Rick walks out, and then a thing one of the girls walks out, and then Daryl walks out carrying Beth, and Maggie drops to the floor and. Because by that point, Maggie is a Maggie's on her own, isn't she? She's lost everyone else in her family. Because some of the family died on the farm. Then she loses her dad. So all she's got left in the world is Glenn. And it's funny
3: on this though? She was getting hated on Maggie because she basically forgot about Bess for half a season. <laughs> yeah, that was,
4: that was, that, uh, that's one of the failings of the writing, I think. Yeah, it
3: was Maggie. Sure Maggie needed to go to off you. to Washington and leave Bess behind, and that was Pretty fine. Much. She needed
4: yeah. to acknowledge that sooner.
3: So the, we, did, we didn't mention Gareth, man. I think, should we go back to, to talk on, on the church?
2: I'm I'm,
4: I'm going to work lyrically about Gareth.
2: Yeah, it, he it, will. I figured you, you would. You would. Um, the only other <laughs> thing, really, that happens towards the end, they, they stumble onto Alexandria, don't they? Again, it could be argued that it's the formulaic, the paint-by-numbers. It's another walled-off community, but this one's yeah. got a bit of a twist. They aren't safe. Yes, they've got walls because Diana, Diana's husband, has put these wonderful walls up. But the people inside are all green. They're all total rubes. They don't know how to survive in the outside world. And Deanna actually asks them, doesn't she, to stay? Because they're all hardened, chiseled. They've been surviving on the road for a long time. And she knows that they need that edge. Because if Almost anyone gun, attacks them... It's isn't it? Yeah. Basically, yeah. They've come into town as mercenaries. And she knows that if anybody comes to them they're fucked they are they're cannon fodder or wolf fodder as it turns out so yeah by all means tell you what then Marco you are obviously chomping at the bit to get back to Gareth <laughs> take Go away because he's a brilliant he's a
4: brilliant
3: character yeah he's, he's really a good. fucker isn't he
4: he's- He's really good, and I mean, the the oh, basically what happens is there's a storyline in the comics called Fear the Hunters, which is pretty much the remix uh, uh, that that, that uh, the TV show guys have done with with the whole terminus arc. But the, but but once again, kudos to the TV show guys because they took what is a very it's an interesting story in the comic book, but it's so much better delivered in the TV show. And No Sanctuary, the the first episode of season five is easy one of my favorites. It's still got the record for viewership of any of the. Uh, of any of the Walking Dead episodes as well, um and I mean it's just it's just an absolutely jam-packed, action-packed, chilling episode. A lot of the the savagery and that opening act with the with sort of that uh, uh, that trough uh, is, yeah. is 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 obviously quite uh, quite frightening to people. But it just the thing is that the funny thing is in in the comic books you end up hating these guys a lot more because what. uh what, what what they don't bring across in in, in the TV show is that, that these guys have resorted um, to to even eating children, which is a horrible thought. But that's that's Gareth's whole tangent when he's saying to to Bob about um, you know the, the the whole story with the bear cubs and and, and the bears. Yeah. Th- that uh, the bears can, and I mean that, that's sort of the thing. But that's it. Gareth is just I mean he's only in what, what three four episodes, but he's very chilling, very conniving and yet at the same time has this lovely charm so it's it, it's 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 quite effective that he he takes you into confidence in in the uh, the last episode of season 4 and then immediately turns on uh, you know on its head in in, in season in the beginning of season 5 he's really really good but also that that whole episode as well is quite interesting just because again of what it represents for carol uh uh in 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 many respects the the rest of the season look the 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 first half of season season five. I mean, um, I, I, I share your sentiments on Gabriel. Although, funny enough, Father Gabriel is a lot more interesting in the TV show than he is in the comic books. What? <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh God!
3: How bad is he in the
4: comics? <laughs> you, you know, you know he's, he's just not fleshed out in the same interesting detail. He's he's a lot more. He's given a lot
3: interesting of, details, Mark.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's. he's the, 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 I'll, it'll it'll come up later, particularly in in season six. But but the fact that he becomes a lot more 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 involved in in the battling in season six is obviously quite a uh, quite a. He big
3: becomes big a touch more involved. Yeah, man. let's yeah. not say a lot more. He he maybe maybe <laughs> Ron Walker perhaps. No, we'll we'll <laughs> get back to. I'm only I'm only joking.
4: Fair enough. Um, Bob is, what happens to Bob is obviously quite shocking, but it's a nice remix of what happens to someone else in the comic books who, as well, did, um, in the TV show. He's been dead for, for over a season now. And it, um, it's the
2: way they do it, the way he, he, he waits yeah. up, doesn't
4: he, when he's been captured and he doesn't
2: realize what they're eating. And he's sat, Again. There, like you said, he, he's got this real charm. He's sat there talking to Bob while he's yes. eating his leg.
5: I, know. Oh,
4: <laughs> It, it, and, and and the thing again kudos to, to 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 the TV show to producers because they do a fantastic job of, of doing iconic imagery the the look that that exact same shot yes. of suddenly realizing his legs gone um that image is very very similar in the comics uh it's it's really really good then there's that brutal episode where obviously they they finally catch the hunters in the church and they slaughter them it's a brutal slaughter but uh, it's, it's a gain. You, you, you have to sort of ask the questions about how you'd feel about it. The whole, the whole, uh, slab town arc with, with respect to the, to, to the hospital and Beth and so forth, I think it's an interesting concept, but on the whole, I, I wasn't too keen on it. I must be honest. I, I, I didn't think, even though it's a, it's a good, uh, interesting concept, it just felt like it took way too long. It's good that they managed to bring, yes, that they, they managed to introduce Noah, who's an interesting character, very, very grounded character. Um, and they managed to get Carol and, and Daryl involved in an interesting way. But, but ultimately, it just, it just felt like, you know, that, 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 first half season extended a little, a little more than, than it should have for me. That said, uh, um, funny enough that they, they remixed it, right? So there is a reason they go back to the city in the comics. And funny enough, in the comics, it's actually to, uh, pick up some extra weapons. Yeah. Uh, they, they pick up a certain character on the way who has finally joined, uh, joins, finally joins them at, uh, at Alexandrian TV show right at the end. Morgan. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, in 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 respect of episode nine, because uh, th- th- that's quite an important one. Uh, wh- there's a nice little uh, Easter egg here. They go to uh, Noah's uh, hometown, Shire, Wilt estates, which is actually a remix of Wiltshire estates, which yeah. is where which is where they stay in the comic books uh, uh, very very early on before they rock up at the prison. Um, obviously, the significant thing here is Tyrese. Uh, he 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 gets bitten and he dies now. The funny thing is, it's, 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 a, it's a really beautifully produced episode. There's a lot of nice imagery. Uh, the, season, the, the, the episode starts with, with a funeral, and you think it's Beth's funeral, but actually, when you look at all the visual cues coming back, it's actually Tyrese's funeral. And and, and, and it's sort of quite a cerebral poignant exit for, for the big man. But ultimately, I've, I've got to say, um, the Tyrese that I like is the crazy berserker that, that you see in the comics. This gentle giant, just, I, I never got sold in him. Um, he, he, he went out nicely and he was part of some really interesting arcs, not, not least the Grove, obviously, that we spoke about just now. But ultimately, I just, I wanted Berserker Tyrese because Berserker Tyrese was insane in the comics. Absolutely crazy and insane and, and far more, far more of a, you know, you, 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 you look at who's, who's challenged Rick. Uh, for leadership, it's always these big muscle guys, the likes of Abraham, the likes of Tyrese, and 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 unfortunately that didn't come across uh, enough. Uh, I thought I thought the introduction of Aaron handled really well. they everyone's depressed, everyone's got serious PTSD. They're really really desperate. Uh, uh, Ross Markin is, is is cast really well as Aaron. I I, I like I'm, I'm sold on him. I like him very much. Uh, Rick's Rick's being an a hole by this point, properly because he doesn't even trust him and it's like punching him out and. Tying him up and handcuffs and whatnot uh, as a driving to Alexandria. But I think you can, you know, we can appreciate that Rick, by this point, very much a survivor and a leader, so you can understand that. Uh, When they arrive in Alexandria, one of the things that I love about this is a a lot of nice little touches that they've taken that are unique to the TV show. First of all, Carol immediately goes into deception mode. It's hilarious. She describes herself as being clumsy with guns and its vulnerable housewife. Whatever, Carol.
2: I it's like that about beautiful. her, though. I like the fact it's that important. she she, she revered, doesn't
3: trust anyone. No, and, and the amazing. thing is she,
2: it becomes clear, doesn't it? She doesn't even trust herself. She's so afraid yeah. by the person that she's become by the fact she's become a cold-blooded killer. That, it's
4: brilliant. And, it,
2: and now, now she's got a chance, hasn't she, to reinvent herself, to go back to being the housewife that she used to be so proud of being, to be famous, for, to be known for something other than the fact that she can kill people without batting an eyelid and now she's known for she's baking cookies and she's the one everyone goes to when they can't think of what to make because they're running low on, <laughs> on supplies and she's always got a substitute for something and you're like, you shot a child in the back of the head like a couple of weeks ago?
3: Now you're making <laughs> acorn cookies like it's <laughs> <That is> nobody's <laughs> business, you know?
4: When of... A- Absolutely. Well, 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 one of my favorite parts, right? Uh, season 13 opens and you've got like, um, while they, well, while Deanna and Reg and, and, and Spencer are like depressed because Aiden's been killed. There's Carol, like, like she's almost doing like a cooking show with the cookies and the, like the Martha Stewart of Alexandria. Um, she's just, it's, it's, it's just all, all these little things with her. Are brilliant. Um, Remix of Jesse, the very different take on the comic and, and quite a nice one, actually. I think, uh, they definitely prefer TV show Jesse to comic Jesse because, uh, a lot more interesting, uh, uh, character. Enid, funnily enough, totally new character, not in the comics. Remix oh, right. of Sophia. Remix of Sophia. I, I, I have a couple of thoughts of where she, Enid may end up in, in the story based on what happens, uh, later on in the comics, but uh, we'll talk about that just now. Uh, I really thought, Abraham's little berserker moment uh, um, at the construction site is brilliant and hilarious. And it's just so typically Abraham. He, he throws up uh, well, one of his usual Abrahamisms. Um, you know, the, what did he say? Mother Dick or something to that effect. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. the,
2: the, I think it is Mother not, Dick. He, he is the best yeah. swearer in the show. Oh, He's,
3: yeah. well. He, Is the only allowed to swear properly? No, you you'll be disappointed though. I don't think we're going to hear what we want to hear. But we'll we'll go yeah. to that.
4: The the um just quickly quick a little Easter egg. Uh, the episodes twelve to fifteen. Remember, forget, spend, and try. All um like this little homage to a poem that Dale reads all the way back in season one, episode four. So watch. He talks about a watch. Uh, time. Time is a gift, not that you may remember time. That's uh, one, uh, one uh, name of the episode, but that you may forget it. That's another one, for a moment now and then, and not spend all your breath trying. Try to conquer it. Conquer. So all those all those four all those four or five episodes are uh, taken from you know sort of a, a, a respectful moment to that poem. A little Easter egg for you.
3: Never the say thing- audience. We don't teach you anything. All right. <laughs> never again. This is education. Yeah.
4: The the other little things I love that I did here, Reg. Um, so so just so you know that they've reversed it in the comics. Um, Reg is 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 not Reg in the comics. and uh, the the leader of Alexandria is male and very much uh, not Reg. But Reg in 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 the, in the TV show very sweet, very likable, uh, which is a far cry from the um, from Douglas's wife in in, in the comic. Uh, I actually think what they do with Deanna is, is also more interesting than Douglas. Douglas is not as charming as Deanna in the show, which is very cool. Uh, what they did with Nicholas was really, really good. They immediately made him l- like a proper idiot, which – um you know, sort of sets up that whole Glenn versus Nicholas thing very nicely. Noah's de- death is tragic, but but you know you, you're invested in it because the funny thing is with that episode where he dies is how does it start? It starts with him and Reg talking about you know let's teach each other about architecture and I want to do this for a long time. that that should the, that should sort of set you up. Really- yeah, the, the writing's
2: on the wall, isn't it? When you start making long term plans in a zombie show yeah. or film.
4: And then, and then lastly, I mean, that, um, the season ending, uh, I love the opening sequence because Morgan has suddenly got all, all samurai. Um, he's, he's got this like half Donatello moment and he just hands, hands it to those wolves' asses. And then, and then just like all sorts of little, um, interesting elements around, you know, Carol being this double agent. Uh, and, uh, I, you're probably gonna say it just now, uh, um, Stu, but I have a really serious vote for kill—not of—not only of the season, but maybe of the whole series in this particular episode. and and once again, it comes from Daryl Dixon, because as Daryl and and Aaron are trying to navigate the, you know, they, you know, they had those two like massive train cars with all the cans in them, yeah, which are obviously a trap, and then Daryl. Gets this ball and chain effect, and he takes off not one, not two, but three zombie heads in one really slick move. Do you remember that?
2: I don't. I'm gonna have to find Can it because it does sound good. I don't know whether it's gonna be Daryl squashing a zombie's head in the back of a car.
4: It looks so cool. It 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 really really looks so so damn cool. Um, and then and and then obviously you know as it ends, you have that significant moment with the. You know, Rick's sort of clearly unhinged. He's had this big altercation with Pete. There's a there's a horrific accident where Pete kills Reg, and then of course uh, Rick uh, and and uh, Rick kills Pete, and then, and, and then of course what's, what, it's juxtaposed against there's Morgan. We're about to find out what he's been through, and Morgan's like shocked because how could how could Rick do this? How how could Rick have gone off the off the boil so far and, and so And the quickly? key
2: thing is that Rick did it because Deanna told him to. He, yes. he, he was holding back, wasn't he? And you can see Diana; she doesn't want to be that kind of leader. But it's her husband. They've and got to husband. embrace,
3: yeah. And, but they've uh, got to embrace what it is as well because they've been so sheltered from it. Um, yeah, he's different in the comics, right, um, Pete? Uh, I think Pete, more, uh, Is there what? a bit more depth to him, though? I think they—they they, feels a bit. I remember reading certain elements of that, but. Um, yeah, who's the, who's the kid? I mean, we'll probably go on to it in season six, but who's the annoying kid? Well, the, 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 the annoying the kid two.
2: in they've <laughs> got the young kid and they've got the old one, haven't they? The, the y- always well, annoying, with... the younger one, though. I'd
3: say. Uh,
4: God, they've only they've, they've only got the one kid in the comic. Uh, for, uh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm guessing they decided to introduce the the elder kid in in um, in in, for in Carl. the show. Yeah teen
3: twilight kind of drama between the three of them they <laughs> almost
4: create a love triangle
2: don't they as yeah, well yeah that's with, what i um, mean it's
3: just weird
2: what's the fate <laughs> of the girl <laughs>
3: the well, i mean enid, there's no yeah. other girls their age i get it but enid really
4: yeah. you know you, like, it, you may be surprised this actually might be something that happened
3: i'm hoping i'm i'm hoping enid does have a story because it's she's kind of been a bit of a yeah, there was all the talk of her being a spy for the wolves, wasn't there? That was the big yeah. thing. And it, it um,
2: did look like it because she she always seemed to be skulking around, didn't she? And yeah. the fact that she was sneaking out and going out, and it, it always looked like she was up to something.
3: Yeah, it was a bit different. He, yeah, you kept seeing Carl kind of seeing this girl jumping over the fence and, you know, uh, kind of hiding in plain sight and stuff. So, yeah, it was quite different. It's There's a lot that went into the series, you know, when you kind of break it down into into this really a lot of kind of storylines and uh, a lot of movement and development. It was less standstill than maybe season four, at least for the first kind of half of season four. I I liked this season. I I can see why people maybe started to get a little bit frustrated because I think some of the storylines, you know, we, I think we waited so long for sanctuary and then it was over in an episode. Yeah. And that was quite surprising, you know, to be honest, I, I, you know, it was great episode. It was probably the, Finest opening episode of a, a series. It was just, it was brilliant. But it was quite a shock that it was just over, you know? Um, and you'd, you'd taken like half a season to get there and then it was over in one episode. Um, I remember that being quite a surprise for me. But yeah, other than the, the, the Daryl and Bess, and when I like their kind of togetherness, but other than the hospital element, I thought it was a, it's a pretty solid season.
2: But then... But I think- then yep. what happens is we, we find ourselves getting to the big one. We are going to break <laughs> our record for longest show ever.
3: What, how, what are we pushing now? We, it's already been oh, an well. hour.
2: Now we can finally cover season six. I'm sure a lot of people would say that out of the six seasons, this is their favourite or one of their favourites. It starts off uh, at a, a really horrible two or three day period in Alexandria. And yeah. the, the the group have found out that the, how should we say, the, the simpletons in Alexandria have have stored a load of, of walkers in a quarry. And it looks like there could be tens of thousands of walkers in this fucking quarry. And they're kept in by oh. a couple of, uh, of, of semi-trucks. It makes me just think, how have these people survived? How have these people not shot each other by accident and fallen downstairs and broken the necks? Because it seems so stupid. But you can clearly see that they were building this up. And when they start talking about how they're going to do it and we'll let them out and we'll lead them away, you're instantly going, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because it never works. Whenever anyone has a plan, it never works or it never works as well as it should do. So they they come up with this wonderful idea, don't they, about they're going to lead them away and... They'll get them to the highway and then after a certain point, they'll just carry on walking and they'll take themselves miles away and everything will be fine and dandy. Then we, we, we've got another separated group of Daryl, Abraham and Sasha. Um, and they meet Dwight, who claims to be fleeing from the saviors. We've never, we've not heard of the saviors by this point, have we? No. Um, so they, they find a fuel truck. Um, but they, they get waylaid by, a group of the saviors who are, who claim their property is now owned by Negan.
3: Yeah, and we must say, it's not zombie kill of the week, but it's the best kill in the show for me.
2: It's probably the best non-zombie kill where Daryl pops up with a fucking RPG and just blows <laughs> the smeg out of them. And it, everything looks like it's it, it's kind of tense, and then it starts to calm mm. down, and... And then there's a fucking RPG and everyone's blown <laughs> up and everyone's just toasted on the floor like marshmallows. And Daryl's really, really pleased with himself. And why wouldn't you be? He just got to use I, an RPG. I would be. You would be. He took them out. It was pure first person shooter video game in real life. It
3: was. It was. It's literally, yeah, it was taken from a game and gone, right? What would you do in this situation? Yep, there's a rocket launcher. It's what you do in Call
2: of Duty. If exactly. You've got a rocket launcher. You walk into a room of people, and instead of shooting them, you you rocket the shit out of them. If you because ever you get chance in chance? a game
3: to get hold of a, a rocket launcher or a grenade launcher, you know you are winning. Yeah, it's it's hands down. Yeah, you, no one's going to shoot bullets. You probably you probably blown yourself up at one point or another, but other than that, you but are if you, going you out, are you're going out
2: in grenade style, which is the best you way are. to go. And then I'm sort of losing myself in the the, the chronology of how it happens, but. The, one of the walls collapses, doesn't it, as, as some of the walkers start forcing their way into Alexandria, which sort of goes back to Diana's That's husband. when
3: they're, they're basically, they're led away because of the, the car alarm goes off, doesn't it?
4: Yeah. There's a yeah. the track that, uh, that, that, gets. Yeah. So they were
2: doing so, that. It's the whole Alex comedy around, though, of the isn't it? It. I remember that there's a bit at, right at the end of one of the, one of the episodes where a couple of people have been doing a patrol around the fence. And as yep. they walk past one bit, you start to see some blood coming through one of the fences and you realise that the fences started to lean just a slight bit, but they haven't noticed it because they've taken their eye off the ball a little bit. And this is one of the things that Deanna's husband wanted to do, isn't it? He wanted to put up more fences with more reinforcements because he accepted that what was there wasn't going to last forever. So it's another one of if if Pete hadn't gone batshit and tried to kill uh, Rick... Maybe they would have been a little bit more fortified and a little bit more secure. But then you end up with this, it go, it starts going quite backwards and forwards, doesn't it? Because all of a sudden while the group are on the road, all of a sudden there's this massive horn gets. uh, I think
3: it's a horn at the end of the uh, end of one of the episodes. I I think so. Yeah. they, they, They were walking
2: away and then all of a sudden Rick hears this massive honk because the they did incredible
3: incredible work to, to build that kind of construction line and and, and heard all those walkers in that direction yeah um and there's a few walkers that split off and the groups went and took them out and yeah they, they rick was trying to get them ready do you know what i mean get Alexandrians ready guided to them. they to guided kill.
2: them back to the road didn't he? They? so they'd go into the woods and they'd yeah, it was all. It was like it was just herding tr- cattle, wasn't it? They were trying to keep them yeah. all in this one massive flock of, Huge. of, of undead. Yeah, the biggest you, herd. You're talking thousands UFC. or tens of thousands all up, and they, they're trying to get into the highway, aren't they? And yeah. Daryl and Abraham and Sasha. The plan is they're going to take them up. Uh, Darryl, they, they they try to take them up to a junction, don't they? And then they're going to spin back on themselves or something. But yeah. then everyone realizes where the horn is coming from. It's coming back from base, and all the walkers are heading that way. So then everyone goes back, and it, it turns out that all all hell's broken loose. And then we get the introduction of Jesus as well from from the nearby hilltop community. And then we this is I I thought this was one of the slightly more confusing bits because they're, they're still dealing with Alexandria, and then they bring in Hilltop. And then they bring in Negan as
3: well, and it. I, th- I think I think Marco will will kind of testify for this. It's it's kind of in the comics. It's it's quite important. Oh, of to to know, is. no, no, no. But it obviously, felt quite rushed in the in the TV side of things. Cause you've got one new community, then you've got the, the saviors, and then obviously, you know, moving forward, we're going to have a, another one. So um, yeah. the kingdom, which they've shown off bits and pieces you know um you've seen the trailers you see ezekiel with a big white tiger so you know who he is um but it's it's very much yeah that you know you have to be introduced to that colony to know the relationship with the saviors and, and why they're gonna be a certain way towards rick's group because they feel like you know they're the dominant force, which I think you realise I mean, it, it, they, like you yeah. say, it's a
2: plot point, isn't it? It's a means to an end. If you just introduce Negan in the way that they did without Hilltop, it yeah. wouldn't have the same impact because it doesn't build the... It, it doesn't really build the, the grandiosity or the scale of no. just how big Negan's reach is. You know, he is the daddy in all of this. Like He, he mentions in his big, wonderful speech... About he says to Rick, you do not mess with the new world order, and that's what it is, isn't it? He is controlling all the he's surrounding the king, areas. He's the king. you he's You the king. work for me, and he, he started. I rewatched the 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 F-rated version of his his speech, which is like eleven or twelve minutes long, and he must say fuck seriously about three hundred times, and he starts saying about you know half of your shit. That's mine. If that's not enough, go and steal or find more for yourselves to, to, to make up for it. And if you don't like it, tough. I'll kill you. I'll kill anyone who gets in my way. And it's a brilliant, brilliant little rolling speech that he does. And I, I saw a video with what's Jeffrey Dean Morgan and I didn't know that they did that where he, he's the one that said they do a normal take for TV and then he said we do the fuck take which is where all the all the gloves come off, they can swear as much as they want, they can say anything, because it's only going out on DVD and Blu-ray, so obviously they're nowhere near as censored. But Marco said before, they do that on, on there's been plenty of other scenes that that's being done on. But I don't, I mean, Marco, I'm sure you will go into this. Yeah. I can't imagine there have been many scenes that have had that much swearing that's being cut as that Negan speech. I'll, I'll put a link to it on the Twitter account, because it's just harrowing watching it. And the thing is, it doesn't feel like he's swearing for swearing's sake. Because when he's swearing, it makes him, it creates more impact with what he's saying. And it just makes him sound like such a dick. But a dick to be feared. Like, you don't think that this guy's just spouting bullshit. He sounds like a homicidal maniac. And you really do think he would gut every single person who stood in front of him? If he thought for one second that they weren't going to fall into line, well, he
3: he caved their head in with Lucille. But yeah, either way, um, I think before we go on to to Negan because he's obviously the big talking point and and the major talking point of of what it was all building towards. But there's there's obviously big story points with with Carol and Morgan in this this series. Obviously, particular Morgan for me, um, and that standalone. Episode of of Eastman's, which I think does need to be discussed. I hated it. I think... Did you? <laughs> I hated it because Marco's going to be like me. I hope Marco loved it because I loved it as well.
2: So. Did I remember rightly? This was round the time, wasn't it, where Glenn died in inverted commas? Yeah, it was, was in The dumpster
3: scene it's, it's was probably episode four, was it. it? And then Eastman was five, and then there was something else six, Beautiful. and then you found out about Glenn and, and, and I,
2: and I was fuming because oh. I wanted to know. I knew that Glenn wasn't going to have died, but I wanted. It's still. To... It's
3: still he should have died, right? Watching that back. It, it's a he wasn't out. getting
2: out of that. It's a, the, the, only thing, I, I, understand the logistics of what's his face, the dickhead guy that he, for some reason, gave Nicholas. like seven, Nicholas, that he gave 17 chances to, even though he fucking shot him, I was, know. I understand the logistics of, yes, he, he hid underneath him, but his face was exposed. And traditionally, whenever there is an exposed body part, the walkers bite, they go for hands, especially legs, a lot, feet, feet, faces and necks. And there was dozens of them. There is no yeah. way in hell that Glenn's face wouldn't have at least been nibbled on gently before he was able to get... It would have been more believable if he was bitten. Gently, Stu? Well, you know, in like a kind of semi-erotic way, like, ooh, put a, <laughs> put a bit of Kenny G on, open a bottle of wine. But oh, it, it would wow, have, yeah. it would have been more believable if they didn't kill him there and then, but he got bitten and then escaped and then, you know, found the group, but... Oh, now Maggie. Glenn,
3: but Glenn's, Glenn's just—he's—he's he's never gonna die. I think we've realised this. He's, oh, he's
4: gonna die. Oh,
3: he's gonna die. No, I,
4: I, I have a theory. Do you do he's you think die. it's
3: gonna go down the route of the comics? Do you genuinely think that? I, I, I not think they I'll, will.
4: I will answer the question later. Yeah. We'll, okay. We'll, we we we'll, haven't
3: got that much later, so we'll come back to it in about two minutes. All right. Let's talk about Morgan.
2: Yeah. I, yeah so i i didn 't like the Morgan thing. I understand that they wanted to flesh him out because the only time we'd really seen Morgan was at season two or three yeah and he, and he was this he was really damaged wasn't he he was really shaken Clear. up by what had happened yeah, and absolutely. and then they had the cracking bits where at the end of every episode there 's this masked figure that seems to be stalking the group and you 're not quite sure if it's a good stalker or a bad stalker. and then it turns out that it's Morgan and then he I really didn 't like the Bullshit hippie pacifist, where all of a sudden he won't kill. That's what really pissed me off about him. That he, turned he is he is person. hard
3: to get on board with this Morgan, you know, because I think the Morgan you know was extremely likable in the first episode, um, and he just and, used to sit there charming the walkers for a laugh, and then that exactly. So you had that element of him um, and obviously he clearly lost his mind as, as we know in that episode that we we discussed previously. Um, and yeah, it's, it's hard Morgan to get on board with. I liked Eastman's character. I liked the story arc, but I didn't like what it's made Morgan become. But I think, I think Morgan's role will still be quite crucial and, I can't keep. I can't do comic spoilers because Marco can't either. But you know, his role as a pacifist is is important and in in a certain storyline coming up in the next series or two.
2: Yeah, so it's one of those, isn't it? It's a it's a means to an end. Because by the time you get to the sixth, the seventh, the eighth season, you can't really have characters who become mainstays who haven't been fleshed out, who haven't got some semblance of a backstory. Even if it doesn't go right back to what they were like before, you know, the world caved in on itself. Even if it's just an explanation, as they did with Morgan, about why he or she is the way that they are. So, Morgan turning up and, as a pacifist wouldn't have worked at all if they didn't explain why. They needed. They
3: needed that. You know. Yeah. It's 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 difficult as the episode is if you if you wanted to know what happened. And I know it was. Like I said before, they they, they seem to have the balls to be able to go, we're not going to tell you what happened to this character. I mean, they clearly did when they dropped this kind of bomb at the end of the season. um, And you've got to wait six months for an answer. But, you know, before that, they clearly had, you know, with Glenn's situation to go, right, we're we're not just going to shelve it for one episode. Is it two or three they went? And it's crazy to think they'd do that because, you know, but Eastman would seem frustrating when you want to know what happened happens to Glenn, I understand that. So yeah. I think what we'll do is we will talk about Negan and we will talk about this series, but I think once we've watched episode one of season seven, I think we should maybe revisit um and do a just a pod on on Negan and a bit more backstory yeah. once we know a little bit
2: more. The the cast have been talking about this and Norman Reedus his latest quote was the first episode of season seven is going to have the uh, the viewers kicking their TVs and it sounds like they're not pussyfooting around straight away. We will see... I think, you, I who, think you'll
3: see it straight away.
2: Who, who As in, within the first minute, we will see who got their head stoved in by Lucille. And that's I, what I, I think, think... I think, this, I think, this is probably think it's gonna known be in the comics. It's it known is. in the
3: comics that it's, it's Glenn. So, yeah. Marco... And
2: that's why everyone thought that Glenn was going to die under the dumpster, didn't they? Because... He'd he'd out he'd outstayed his welcome, kind of, and, and
3: they foreshadowed it even in sanctuary with the baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, with the baseball bat.
4: They they did, and did. also handing a baseball bat as well when he's exploring uh, uh, that uh, that place later in season five with uh, with Noah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Sorry, uh, Wiltshire estates when he's talking yeah, to yeah, yeah. Rick and Michonne. Uh, I think I think not only do I think Glenn is going to get the bat, but I actually think there may be two characters who get the bat. that would be that
3: would be bold
4: yeah uh because i just the 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 only criticism i uh criticism i have of the show right now is when you look at that lineup at the end of season six they have not had the balls to kill of characters and they've got to have the balls to kill of characters i mean i mean I'm, i'm sorry these tv show guys have got it easy okay abraham is still alive right morgan is still alive right Daryl Dixon exists. I mean, come on! This does not <laughs> happen in the comic. In the comic, it is desperate. It is it, Rick is like, oh crap! I've got like a sniper and my kid, and that's it. Like, it's just <laughs> versus <laughs> vegan. It, 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 it's 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 not even it's 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 still a fair fight, yet. You, you, yeah. You they've got to have the guts
3: to kill people off.
2: So go it's on, then. Some- I'm I'm going to make you put your balls on the line now, Glenn and Daryl. Right, okay, mine's Abraham and Glenn. I've been I'm saying, Linda, I've been saying since, the, since that episode, I think Abraham because he's been so fucked up for so long and then he finally finds happiness with Sasha. They finally tell each other, don't they, that they like each other? And he finally starts to be happy. And as soon as you uh, get happy, yeah. you are fucking dead.
3: My, I, I, mine was solely Abraham. Okay. So, But if, if we are thinking too... I think they'll go for the gentleman that introduced them to this to uh the place they're in. Um I can't remember his name. Aaron. Yes. Yeah. Only because uh, I think you care a little bit about him, but I he seems I, I think, like a
2: nice guy. He seems like one of those yeah. he's treading the line quite well between
4: being harsh enough is, to survive is Negan's philosophy
3: losing. is Negan's philosophy not to kill women, Marco
4: well it, it, this is the only thing that disappoints me about what they did uh, uh, with with the, the the final episode is that yes fair enough it's a very tense episode, and particularly if you read the comic like i was I was watching that episode dreading it, and you know I, I was sitting there looking at tweets with people saying, ooh, it's coming, this is getting interesting, and like you guys have no idea in the comic <laughs> book in the comic book this this the sequence is like five to six pages it is is chilling, and I mean, it's yeah. not even the most shocking moment. I still think the governor's attempted rape of Michonne way earlier in in the, comic books, yeah. the comics is far more, more far more freakish. But this moment in the comics is horrible. It because the thing is, Charlie Charlie Adlard who, who who illustrates this stuff, he goes. He goes into detail. I, 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 I'm, I, I'll be shocked if they actually show sh- show the detail here. But it is, it is a gruesome, it's image. Known that the, you
3: know, is, the it's blood dripping, it's dripping, 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 and the severity of, of it. Well, and,
2: have you yeah. seen the latest trailer? The, the latest trailer, the the camera pans down, and you can see there's puddle. There's a puddle on the floor, and it's blood, and you can see bits of brain in it.
4: Oh, it's it's
3: just it's, I it it's I. To, will they go that far? I, I think mean, they've crazy. got to. They've killed a child, but they didn't show that. You know, they've, the, the,
4: um, they the, the, they didn't they've kill been, off the baby. Possible.
3: Thank Christ, yeah. that would have uh, you know. But they have but killed off some kids. The, the lorry scene with the bloody C-section was pretty harrowing. You know.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, they've gone quite bold, and but, I just I just don't think if they're gonna cut out all the swearing. Do you think they'll they'll show it? I think, do you think they'll, they'll show do, the bat to the head.
4: Look, look, they might. But 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 the one thing I was gonna say, sorry, I didn't actually sure, your answer your question, but basically was um does he does he not kill women? Uh, not necessarily, but he 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 kind of like there's this whole speech that he doesn't go into in, in, in the T V show where he talks. He actually goes to the different characters and says like, mm, I can't really take you out because you know race card and he's pointing at michonne can't take you out because also race card he's pointing at glenn uh can't really take out mother and child not really cool that's not what i do can't take out rick because you know it makes him makes you a martyr blah 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 it's like he he does all this whole like speech of rationalization around why he shouldn't and that's why he ends up saying he can't decide and then he starts playing any mini money mode by the way just the profanity Negan swears a lot in the comic. Like, oh, like yes. it's, it, it's, it's insane. I, I, I just counted. He says the F word 37 times in, in, in that particular speech. When you consider this is over like three or four pages, that's a lot. That's a that's lot of books. <laughs> yeah. I, and, I and, haven't and,
2: read this one yet, but I really want to. I'm going to try and get the second compendium read before it starts.
4: He, he is, he is without, I mean, mean, the, the second he's introduced, it is, he steals every page he's on. He is, the, the, the the thing, the thing that's amazing about him is just, he's, he's got this charisma and he's also smart. This is not like the governor who has charisma but isn't a good tactician. This guy knows what he's doing. He's brutal. He's well versed. He understands exactly how, like, it's just, It's 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 a fascinating, fascinating arc, and 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 and, uh, I I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like march over to the states and 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 like I don't know, pummel Gimple with Lucille myself if he gets the season wrong, because this season I don't
3: think they'll get it wrong. I, I, I think I think they've been waiting to do this. I think everyone knows Negan's power in the comics, um, and they will have to do other things. I think like we talked about the kingdom, and they they can't just fully focus on. On this because you know this show doesn't just focus on one aspect of things so you know there are going to be other developments and things are going to have to settle down before you know the war rages but yeah it's 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 got the potential to be you know when do we think it'll end do we think two more seasons uh i
2: think i thought we i thought it had been confirmed that it was going to be eight yeah so I, seven I, I, and eight. I'm sure somebody somewhere. Unless I'm, I'm still thinking. Are you of thinking Game of Game Thrones. of
3: Thrones? Yeah, I'm, I think you're thinking Game of Thrones. I don't think they've gone that way with it. Yeah. I like, mean, obviously the comics are still going, so there's material yeah. to be used. But um, it's gonna be Yeah, I just figures, think it needs to it? go up a level. I think it needs to go up a level. I think it, it was. It's it's such a successful thing, but I just think it can offer a little bit more. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think, Megan is almost a. A pod in itself. Let's be honest. Um, I think and I, I think, think that's may- a really
2: good idea. We'll we'll do that after the after the first episode, and we're all caught up. We can just do a quick, even if it's only a quick. Half hour where yeah. all we talk about. If Marco it's, it's talks, the it'll be at
3: least forty five minutes. So let's just remember. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> this is your maybe, mastermind maybe. chosen subject, Marco. I'm impressed. Uh,
4: I, 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 I love this character. I really really love this character. Negan for me is the is the second best character in The Walking Dead in the whole in the whole thing. Uh, nice. Only only yeah. surpassed by the by the walkers themselves because obviously oh, nice. the walkers yeah. define define the universe. But Negan, for me, is just because the thing, the, the the most powerful thing about it is also what what he brings out in Rick, um, yeah. because it's 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 at this point when you start seeing some really interesting character development with Rick in the comics, uh, and 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 it's 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 much needed as well because I think if you if you look at season six as a whole, um, the pacing is a bit is a bit sluggish in the beginning, even though there's a lot of tension with that uh, you know that that big herd. But but re- there's a, there's a lot of charm that happens, um, sort of in the lead up to it. They have to introduce the hilltop, and they have to introduce this larger world because that's that's critical to the idea of you know setting up the barter system and all these different communities that that ultimately Negan is controlling. Um, just quickly, the next world, that episode, love it. My favorite uh, walking, walking Dead episode ever. It's the one where Jesus is introduced because it's so funny. There's a lot of charm in that episode. It is quite um, a funny
2: one. He, he's he's a bit of a trickster, isn't he? He's, he's got a bit of a he's got quite a sort of a cheeky, trustworthy yeah, face. I think
3: you want to see more of him, don't you? I think he's, do. he's a he, good he, character, and he's he's known well in the comics. So and he, he, he's, he's the
2: a the big comics. one going forward. Is he is he part of Kingdom?
3: No, no he's, he's part
2: of yeah. I'm thinking of the guy with the
3: tigers. Oh no, yeah. that's, that's Ezekiel. You'll get used it to it. I think let's wrap, otherwise it'll keep going and going and going and going. And Nina will basically never edit one of these again. So
4: Cool. Yeah. Let's um, do
3: Eddie plugs. Um Marco, you are the guest. Anything from you, mate?
4: Not really, because I mean the, the, the AI Pod one twenty six that I did, if you want to listen to it by all means, but it's I very mean Calen's Kalen, gonna gonna record one in a couple of days. So I think in in. in yeah, he's
3: gonna record one hopefully after we've beaten United, yes.
4: Yeah, Hopefully. Absolutely hopefully. Cool. Uh, other, other than that uh, there's this one which is about the Walking Dead and the Comic Pod. Listen to more Comic Pods and read Rory's amazing thing about DC versus Marvel and please go watch the new Rogue One trailer. I know that's not an AI plug but whatever.
3: Ah, screw it. <laughs> um, I, he's just plugged in my article so I don't have to do it. So that's fine. If if anyone did want to read it and has got to this point of this podcast and not fallen asleep or switched off, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time writing this. Um, as these two guys know, and yeah, I'm quite proud of it. It's a good piece, if you ask me, and it's just my first into this style of things, you know, past reviews and other things. So it's good.
2: Yeah, we. It is it, it, not just saying that because Rory, you know, threatens me with because he's got some awful, awful photos of me that he got with a tele zoom lens. But it's a, <laughs> he He's done a really good article. He's been working on it for approximately two, two and a half years, and it's <laughs> it, it's Marvel versus DC in cinema. A story of the tortoise versus the hare. We, Joey Connors has been turfing out on average about two or or three articles a week. He's the same Maguire, the comic pod. Yeah, basically. But there's a lot less like charts and stuff and graphs. (laughs) Um, And it, hey, that's not a dig. I like charts and graphs. I love Excel. (laughs) Joey,
4: you went to charts and graphs. Yeah. That's another t
2: shirt. tag charts and graphs. We're going to make a fortune for the marketing department, you know, when AI gets a marketing department. <laughs> um, we've also <laughs> had we've had articles up about Captain Marvel, uh, Luke Cage. He and I did sort of companion articles. I did one about the history of the Flash, and then he did one about explaining the speed force, which is what gives the Flashes their powers. We've got Black Panther. We've got Harley Quinn, Green Arrow versus Hawkeye. We've got dozens of articles up there now which is brilliant. We promised that we would get these out, and they're finally starting to come in. We're trying to get one or two articles up every week. So if you can go and read them, please do. You can find them all on the New Anfield Index site. Uh, The comics page is under the Geek section. Oh, the
3: comics, it looks amazing. It's incredible.
2: It, It looks brilliant because we've got so much content on there. Now, it looked a little bit barren at first, but now we've got so many articles We've got versus articles where we compare, where Joey's comparing he- Hero A against Hero B. We've got backstories about films that are upcoming. We've got just general pieces. I'm going to try and work on a Green Lantern piece because I, I, I constantly say that Green Lantern is my favorite hero, but that's going to be quite a big one because there's a lot of shit to write about. We know we're never going to get, you know, thousands of people reading them, but thank you to everyone that does take the time to read them. We do it because we love it. We like writing about these things because we love them. We care about them. And if, you know, a couple of dozen people read them, that's great. But obviously, the more people that read them, the better. Share them around if you think you know anyone that might be interested.
3: Yeah, always. And and,
2: and as always, we love getting suggestions about things that that you'd like to hear because we've got a, a list as long as our legs about what we would like to do. But if there's anything that you want to hear, Please let us know if there's, if there's previews for TV shows or, uh, certainly any films that are coming up. We will be doing previews for, uh, Doctor Strange, hopefully very soon, because it's out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I've already got my tickets booked for that gallery, of course. Unlimited popcorn nachos. Come
3: on, man. Wrap this. It's going yeah. on 10 minutes of rap. It's
2: fine. We've hit, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to hit an hour and 30. And we, We've done that now. <laughs>
3: They're gonna kill us, man. We're never gonna be back. Again. It's fine. So, so it's been great. While well, it lasted, twenty-five. We, we made it to twenty-five. We didn't Thanks, quite get to a
2: hundred, but never mind. Fuck it. Yes. Yeah, so on that, that, on that note. On that note. See you later.